Hello, everyone. This is Amy. And this is Elise. And we are Growing Up Gilmore. This week, we are discussing Season 3, Episode 7. They shoot Gilmores, don't they? All right. Here we are. This is a big episode in Season 3. Like, one of the biggest I think one of the biggest of all time, of all the episodes. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. A lot happens in this episode. A lot comes to fruition. Everything that we've been manifesting comes to light in this episode. And our girls have a good time Mm -hmm. and a not so good time. But the audience has a great time. (laughs) The whole time. (laughs) (laughs) I think... The idea of a dance marathon being like this climactic event in the world of the Gilmore Girls is very appropriate. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a very Stars Hollow thing. Very, very Amy Sherman Palladino. Yes, completely. I think for her, she's like, all right, I need this to happen. We've made them wait long enough for this part of the story. Let's do something really crazy and have a dance marathon. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's super fun. And there's so much drama that I cannot wait to unpack. I know, me too. Okay. So let's get into the writer and director for this episode. All right. So our writer is Amy Sherman Palladino. Great. Great. Director is Kenny Ortega. I love Kenny Ortega. Yes. He's directed 12 episodes total. Yeah, he directed the famous... Fight scene. The fight scene, yep. And um, Friday Night is All Right. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep, season six. Um, he is the Descendants director. Yep. He is also Crazy Ex-Girlfriend mm-hmm. on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Bunheads, Ally McBeal. And most notably, Hocus Pocus. Oh, see, I thought you were going to say High School Musical. (laughs) Oh, I feel like Hocus Pocus is way better. I didn't even realize he did Hocus Pocus, to be quite honest. Me either. And Newsies. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And High School Musical. High School Musical. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the new Footloose, he also did. Mm. He's old. Like, he's getting up there. He's old. But... (laughs) (laughs) Emily Gilmore would like slap my face for that. <laughs> but he has such a way with directing that I love. Mm-hmm. It is so choreographed because he is a choreographer. Mm-hmm. And he just does a great job. I know. I can't wait for to see that fight scene. I love that oh, fight scene. I know. One of our followers said that whole fight scene is like why they study film. Oh, wow. That's and I was cool. like... I love that for you. Yeah. That's incredible. Totally. Yeah. So I, yeah. It is the neatest. Mm-hmm. Um, I, when I first watched it, I was like, oh, I wish I could have seen more of this. It was a nice, like, refresh, like, you know, so late in the game. Yes. To mm-hmm. do something so different like that. But yeah, it was really edgy. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. So I and mean. funny and hilarious. Yes, completely. Like the transitions. Yep. Are incredible. Just in that like going scene. from fighting to then, oh, just chit chatting. And then back to fighting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the angles and, mm-hmm. you know, everything is yes. so great. Yes. 
Um, I think it's appropriate to have him decorate, to not decorate, direct, <laughs> direct the dance marathon episode. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much because it's dancing, but because the filming has to be like choreographed around mm-hmm. all of these events that are taking place. Totally. Mm-hmm. Because if we think about it, there's like the whole thing with Suki and Jackson and then you know, Rory and Jess and Dean and Kim or Mrs. Kim and and Lane and Dave Rogowski. And there's like all these things that were like not, for lack of a better word, dancing around in mm-hmm. this episode. He has such a way of doing it so effortlessly mm-hmm. that I don't even think we would think of it as choreography but it absolutely is it's like a controlled chaos Mm -hmm. yes yes he does controlled chaos very well Mm -hmm. and he's definitely become like a disney staple director at this point um i don't know if he did the new hocus pocus i don't i didn't see that on there yeah probably not then but um he does fantastic work yeah don't quote me maybe he did do it (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, who cares? The original is yeah. top tier anyway. But yeah, that makes me so excited to talk about the direction and later mm-hmm. in this episode because he does do fantastic work. Totally. So. And then also, did you know that this episode is named after a movie? Yeah, I did. Yeah. It's, what is it called? It's They Shoot. Horses, don't they? Yeah. And it's um, Jane Fonda. Mm-hmm. It's a psychological western, I think a thriller west, a thriller west, west western, west western, <laughs> western. <sighs> it's a disco, isn't it? It says it's a it's a dance marathon. It says that it is based on a Horace McCoy's nineteen thirty five novel, um, starring James Fonda, James Fonda. Jane Fonda. It's directed by Sidney Pollock. Um, yeah, it's a disco ball on there. Yeah, I don't, why, why it is, is it a, a Western? dance marathon, and yeah. I think that during like, the Depression era. Yeah. And why like, does it say? Why does it say thriller West Western on here? I don't know. That's weird. <laughs> but I think it's like it ends up maybe becoming has... like a shooting spree. Oh, or maybe something. that's why it's a. Maybe that could be. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I know. I want to see it. I know. I I when I was doing my research for my pop culture, I was like, "Huh. Yeah, okay, there's a movie. Yeah. Maybe we need to watch this." Yeah, totally. Cuz I would be so curious how that turns into this like horrific event. But leave it to Amy Sherman Palladino to be like, of course. this would make a great Gilmore Girls episode. Yeah. I'm sure she watched it all the time. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know that her pop culture references always go a little bit deeper than just like yeah. mentioning it to mention it, mm-hmm. you know? Especially so. to name the uh, title of the episode. Of, right. Off of and it. a lot of titles are based on... Like but, Deer Hunter. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But this one feels... Like, very... On the nose. On the nose. Yeah. Yeah, completely. We open with Lorelai sitting at Luke's diner, talking about her 
epic loss at the dance marathon last year. And I'm surprised that they're going to present this as an annual event when we're in season three and we've never heard anything about a dance marathon before. Mm -hmm. But it's... And we never do again. No. Yeah, (laughs) no. But you know what? That's kind of how we just roll along with this show. And she's talking about how her dance partner was hungry and... Kirk tricked him with an apple pie and he let go of her hand and she lost. So Kirk is like the reigning champion of this dance marathon. And it's like, good for Kirk. He has like something for himself at this point. Um, She's now on the prowl for a new partner and she keeps looking at Luke like, please, please be my partner. And he's like physically turns her head to look out the window and he's like look out there taylor storms in wants luke to donate coffee to this big event because it is a 24-hour dance marathon and he basically says he's not going to do that for free he's like i'm not going to donate you know all this coffee so that you can buy a tarp because the whole idea is they're buying this tarp to cover the bridge to protect it, like, from the weather. Mm-hmm. Taylor's like, okay, how about 50 cents a cup? And Luke says, how about I charge for cream? Taylor then says, you know, if Tiny Tim came in here asking for coffee, you would kick the crutch out from under him. And he's like, yeah, I'd say be on your way, Gimpy. <laughs> like, okay. He storms out, and as he walks away, Lorelai says... Oh, Taylor, I wonder who his partner is because he storms out with such sass or what's the right word? Flow? I don't know what dancers (laughs) say. That she's like, hmm, maybe he would be a good dance partner. Kratos? Mm -hmm, Maybe. Yeah. But that's where the scene ends. So we know that now there's a dance marathon. We know that Lorelai doesn't have a partner. And we know that Taylor has asked Luke to be there. Mm Mm-hmm. But if he's going to be given coffee, he can't be her partner. Yeah. Whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. What a stupid move. I know. Yeah. But he doesn't... They don't dance together until yeah. the wedding. So, I mean, we don't... When they... Yeah. When his sister gets married. Yeah. So, like, we don't really get to see that side of him. Because mm-hmm. then they have that whole, like, Luke can waltz yeah. conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that with that pink... The... <sighs> Her little, I know her, her dress, her hair. I know her little headband, the yeah. pink flowers in it. Or what is it called? The yeah, the floral wreath, the floral crown, or the floral, something. Yeah, that, yeah. It's she's wreath, beautiful but... in that. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the next scene, she's wearing like the same color, yeah, and it looks so nice on her. Mm-hmm. I want to acknowledge that she is like putting feelers out there for Luke. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand you don't have to be intimate with someone to like be their dance partner, but being dance partners does require a level of intimacy. Yeah. Like even in Silver Linings Playbook, Mm -hmm. she's like, we can't have anything come between us. Like we have to be like, I want you to go across the room. I want you to look at me like I'm Nikki. Look at me like I am Nikki. (laughs) And then slowly walk to me. (laughs) Don't look at me. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's exact. I know. It's incredible. (laughs) Don't look at me until you get close. Until I tell you when. Then he gets really close to her and she's like, no. 
I know. Oh, I love that movie. Sorry. I do too. Don't bring up Silver Linings Playbook. (laughs) (laughs) But it is. It's like she says this is like an intimate experience. Like Mm -hmm. you can't hold anything back. They're going to be dancing for 24 hours. That's a, a long time. To be touching. To be touching. And you have to be touching. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he was probably like, I would love to dance with her, but not, not for, for 24, 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> like, he'd be stuck just, like, listening to her talk and talk and talk yeah. and talk. He's just, he's got his, I love you, Lorelai, but not that much. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it's good. It's healthy to have a line. Yes. Yeah. We are at Friday night dinner, and Lorelai is in a good mood and happy and excited and Emily is confused as to why that could be because usually she's not in a good mood at Friday night dinners. Uh, She looks at her mom and says, oh, you know, there's this big dance marathon and I found my partner and he used to be a member of Riverdance. And Riverdance is the Irish dancers, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like they have the really fast moving feet and (laughs) so funny. (laughs) And Rory's like, whoa, score, that's a great partner to have. Her phone starts to ring and Emily says, Lorelai, I told you to shut that off when you come here for dinner. Lorelai says, well, I left Michelle in charge and there's the roofers are there. So I told him to call if there was anything wrong. She answers it and it's actually Stanley, her dance partner, who tells her that Miss Patty showed his wife, a picture of Lorelai, and she said that she that you look like Elizabeth Taylor and that you want to sleep with me. And she's like, I don't want to sleep with you. Have you told her that I don't want to sleep with you? Put her on the phone. I'll tell her that I don't want to sleep with you. And then she's like, why are you acting offended all of a sudden? <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, Lorelai, please. And she hangs up comes back and says, well, I don't have a dancing partner. Apparently, his wife saw my picture, said I looked like Elizabeth Taylor, and assumed that I wanted to steal her husband. And she's like, how will I ever find another partner? And Emily says, well, Elizabeth Taylor always did, which is a great little poke. Yeah, Yeah, zing at Elizabeth Taylor. Do you know that whole story? About Carrie Fisher. Oh, yeah. Debbie Not Fisher. Car- yeah. yeah, Debbie Fisher. Carrie <laughs> Not Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher's mom. That whole little thing is quite the interesting yeah. tale. Um, so Debbie that Fisher. That happens so much. Oh, like, yes. I think we say think of like June Carter and Johnny Cash. Yeah, completely. Debbie Fisher was with... Um, why am I blanking on his name now? I don't remember. He met Elizabeth Taylor. Now, Elizabeth Taylor and Debbie Fisher were best friends. Ooh. Yep. I and, didn't know that part. Yeah, they were very close. And he ended up leaving Debbie and marrying mm-hmm. Elizabeth Taylor yeah. and leaving her, like, in the in the dust. It's hard to, like, get all judgy about it, but it's it's sad that they were best friends. Right, right. Yeah, there's, that's like like a different level to me of like, if they didn't know each other, it'd still be shitty. Yeah. But the fact that they were friends makes it shittier on another level. Yeah, way shittier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she's down a partner. She needs to have a partner by Saturday. um, And it's Friday. Mm -hmm. So time is running out quickly. Yeah. So. Um, Number one. 
<laughs> I don't know if I trust this guy. No. Because there's no way that he was in the original. He's, like, totally lying to Lorelai. Right. Like, there's no way he was in the original, like, traveling production of River Right. Dance. Like, how old would he have and to be? And why is he working at a hardware store now? Well, I mean, there is no hardware store, I guess, right? Because Luke would have had the hardware store. So you're saying, wait, no, he's working at a new hardware store. Yeah, he's working at the hardware store. And also, there is no one in the original cast of Riverdance named Stanley. (laughs) I just looked it up. (laughs) See, he was lying. He did want to get in Lorelai's pants and he was mad. Yeah. Because um, she didn't want to sleep with him and she kept on saying that. <laughs> right. Like, I'm and, looking and through Miss this Patty list. And Miss Patty was, like, like, stirring the pot. Oh, completely. She was like, oh, really? Want to see a picture of Lorelai? Right. Oh, my gosh. Cause... There have been a lot of river dancers. Holy <laughs> mackerel. Um, Yeah, I just, like, I don't foresee that. He's lying. Yeah, he has to be, right? Like, I can't imagine... This beautiful woman comes in there and is like, I need to dance. Well, and she has to be pretty too, right? Like, so the actually, the original River Dance traveled to the United States for the first time in 1996. And they performed at Radio City Music Hall. Mm. So he could have been in it. But why would you, this would only be like 10 years later. Yeah. So. Why in a small town? And that's just from like their U.S. tour. That's not even like. Well, maybe he did, but I don't believe it. Yeah. No, something seems fishy with that story. But also, Amy Sherman Palladino probably did not do research on River Dance either. So it's like. I'm just, right, like, girl. looking for the, the drama. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> and also, she's like, this man is nothing to look at. Like, he is mm-hmm. not attractive in any way. Like, I would not sleep with him. And it's like, we get it, Lorelai. You just want the statue. Or the... the It's a statue, right? Uh, the, the trophy. Prize. The trophy. <laughs> Thank you. I'm like, what is that called? She's like, doesn't, doesn't she know how big the, the trophy is? It's like, there's only one... And you're going to take it. Why would it even matter to him? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, she's not getting her way. And now we're in trouble because she has no dance partner. Mm -hmm. And it can't be Luke. So we come back to this old problem that we used to have where it's going to fall on someone to make everything better. We are back at Chilton, and it's been a long time since we've been at Chilton. And Paris is talking about the 75th anniversary edition of the Franklin and how they need to work all day on Saturday to get it where it needs to be. So Rory has plans on Saturday now. As they come outside, they see Jamie, who we have not seen since the first episode when they're in Washington, D.C., And he is the guy that takes Paris out on a date. And Paris is like, what is he doing here? I haven't seen him since our date. And Rory's like, well, maybe he's like here to see you. Go talk to him and find out why he's here. 
And he says, I when I was starting school, I didn't want any distractions. And Paris is like, that's good. I don't want any distractions either. I'm working really hard on getting into Harvard. So thanks for doing us both a solid and not calling that entire time. And I love her deflection because I fully deflect the same exact way. So it's very nice to see that and how unhealthy that is. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But he's like, I found out that I was more distracted by not talking to you. And I failed my poli sci quiz because I couldn't stop thinking about you. And he like has her hand because she goes to shake it and be like, have a nice day. And he doesn't let go of it. And he sees Rory and he's like, oh, hi, Rory. She's like, hi, Jamie. He's like, do you want me to let go of your hand? And she goes, I have another. Poor Paris. He's like, well, do you have any plans right now? And Rory's like, nope, she's completely free. So they agree to go for coffee. And he grabs her books and carries them for her. It's really nice to see Paris, like, have a win. Mm -hmm. The fact that she's involved with a college guy says a lot, too. And kind of sets up her, like, future relationships Mm -hmm. in a big way. Because Paris has some interesting choices as we we go on. (laughs) And they're always older than her. Yeah. Yeah. So, hmm interesting but so she's off with jamie and he's on school break so he decided to come find her and i think it's a good healthy thing for paris to have like a little bit of a distraction yeah yeah how old do you think he is i would have to guess well okay so here's my question when they did the washington dc thing He was already in Princeton, right? Mm -hmm. So I would say maybe a sophomore. So like 1920, maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't think he'd be old enough to drink yet. Yeah. So, I mean. It's interesting, though, because it's like, in some cases, we hear about like, guys, you know what I mean? uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. and Going in to date a high school student is is like. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and I think because... But I had that in, I was in high school. I oh, was dating yeah. a guy like, who was like 23. Oh, you're way cooler than me. <laughs> like, Believe I, me, I, I felt like a child with him, though. Well, I mean, that's fair. You were. It was short-lived. And it was, it was Jehovah's Witness coded, so nothing yeah, was sure. going on. Yeah. I mean, kind of. Right. <laughs> I think... Because they're Ivy League coded people, yeah, it feels different too. Mm-hmm. Like he looks like a dad, like the way he's dressed and stuff. Yeah, not like age wise, but like he's dressed like an older guy. He is, and so I think <laughs> this is very Heather's right now. Yeah, it is completely, <laughs> and it's like what what are you doing at a high school just like standing there? It looks like you're <laughs> prowling for young women. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to let it slide because it's supposed to be Yeah, cute. and like he really isn't problematic going no. forward or anything. No. I think he's just boring. Yeah. But, you know, he's fine, whatever. But he has to be there 
so we can see Paris's like epic downfall mm-hmm. because everybody has a weakness and we haven't seen Paris's truly mm-hmm. yet. So we're getting there. And I think Jamie is a big part of that like character shift for Paris. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we could have had that without him in some capacity. Totally. We are back at the Gilmore residence. Lane keeps calling Dave Rogowski to see if he's home and not saying anything. So she calls, listens, and then hangs up. And I don't know if I ever did that. I was going to ask you. I don't. I've never done that. No. <laughs> no. And I don't think I ever liked anyone enough to do that. Like before cell phones were a thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because she's like, oh, he made it home safe because he answered the phone at his house. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, girl, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and even Dean is sitting there like. Okay, this is a little much, Lane. Like, just talk to him. Yeah, it's very delayed. I feel like that's something, if you're going to do it, like, it's, like, 13. Right. But, I mean, we also know she is is very sheltered. Yeah. yeah. So there is a whole different thing to it. And Rory says, like, I even called and hung up a few times with you, Dean. I'm like, okay, well, at this point, you guys have been together for, like, what, three-ish years? Two two and a half ish years, if you don't count the break. Mm-hmm. If she did that, she would have been like a sophomore. So, and now she's a senior. Mm-hmm. Well, like sixteen, right? Yeah, they yeah. really started when they really started dating on around her sixteenth birthday. Right. Yeah. So it's like, all right, maybe it's just a different. They're a lot more innocent, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. So they're kind of arguing about this and. And Rory's like, you don't understand. Like, stay out of it. Lorelai comes in. He's like, I think she should be talking to him. And Lorelai says, uh, you wouldn't understand anything. And asks Rory if she can talk to her in the kitchen. Lorelai brings Rory into the kitchen and says, I finally figured out who my dance partner is going to be. She stares at Rory and Rory immediately says, bye. And gets up and leaves. Tries to leave. And Lorelai said, you're light, so if you get tired, I can still hold on to you while we're dancing. And, you know, I know you wouldn't try to do anything to disappoint me. And Rory says, I really just wanted to watch. Like, it's Dean's first marathon. I wanted him to see all of these little things that happen throughout. And I wanted to do that while sitting. She finally says, I guess if Paris says it's okay... That we don't work on the big edition of the newspaper, I will be your dance partner. Mm-hmm. So we all saw it coming because it can't be Gilmore Girls with them having separate dance partners. Yeah. Well, just thank God she didn't ask Dean. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure Dean would not have gone for it anyway. Yeah. But it's, it is interesting to think like, would he have done it if she really wanted him to? Probably. Yeah. I think it would have taken some major convincing, but he still comes to watch. Yeah. We haven't seen him in so long. I know. I know. He looks different. That's how long I feel like it's been. And it probably really hasn't been that long, but because we took a break, Mm -hmm. it feels like a long time for us. But he does look different. And I'm sure at this point, 
it's like he's also auditioning for other things and like in the real world and his time on the show gets less and less mm-hmm. the rest of this season. So I I'm curious as to like his career timeline. Yeah. Where he is now. So or not then. now, then <laughs> it is interesting. But I think we need the stakes to be high for Lorelai in this part. And we need Rory to be exhausted. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, this does not work the way Amy Sherman Palladino would want it to. No. Back at Chilton, looks like a science class of some kind. Paris comes in late and she apologizes and the teacher says, is everything okay? She goes, yeah, I just, I overslept. And the teacher's like, you're kidding. So, something's a little off with Paris. She was on the phone all night. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Probably all that coffee she drank on her date. (laughs) (laughs) So... Rory approaches her and asks if they can move their Saturday plans to next Saturday. And Paris doesn't even hesitate. And she goes, sure. And Madeline Louise, like, look up, like, did she just say yes? Like, we can move our plans. And they start scoping out all of the men in their class to be like, okay, who's free on Saturday to take us on a date? And she's like, are you free? Are you free? Hey, look over here. Are you free? And finally, uh, Madeline goes, I've got two over here. (laughs) And they're off making their plans. Rory says, you know, yesterday, this was such a big deal to you. And now today you're willing to postpone it. What's going on? And Paris is like, I don't know what you're talking about. Rory says, how did things go with Jamie? Like, you can't stop smiling. She says, Jamie talked about how much fun he had on our date and how much he liked me and I'm still having a hard time with all of it because he's around all these college girls and they're much prettier than me and more experienced than me, but they're probably stupid. But that's the last thing men think about when they want to bring someone to the big game. Rory kind of, you know, perks her up and says, he really likes you. Paris is rightfully a teenage girl who's like, I'm not good enough. But clearly he sees something in her that is good enough for him. She's probably more mature than all of those college oh, girls combined. a thousand percent. But also probably more neurotic, too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that poor girl. I think it's great that we see her, like, genuinely excited for this, but then also still having that insecurity of, am I good enough for this person even though they have told me a million times over that they want to be with me. Mm -hmm. Because that is very realistic. For Rory to be there to like set the tone and say, no, like he, he really does like you. This is something really good for you is a great way to transition into their next conversation where Paris asks Rory to not talk to Madeline and Louise about it. Because... Paris says when the girls find out, they're going to be singing the Trojan Man commercial at her. And she just doesn't want to deal with any of that. Yeah, And I like how Rory was like, why can't I say anything? Aren't they your best friends? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, so we're really setting up the dynamic, too, between, again, between Rory and Paris. Absolutely. 
becoming one of, I mean, for Rory, one of her best friends. Yeah, I think so too. And, and I think it's really sweet that Paris is like, I mean, theoretically, they are my best friends, but I'm not talking to them about this. I'm talking to you about this. It's like, if you can't talk to them about that, I'm pretty sure they're not your best friends. Right. And I think Paris knows that. But I don't think she wants to, like, go out of her way to tell Rory she's her best friend. Like, that is... She'd rather die. Yeah, totally. So it's like, all right, I'm just going to skirt around that question Mm -hmm. because I don't need you to know that you're my best friend. Yeah. That sounds like a nightmare to Paris. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know how Rory would react. Like, I think she would be flattered, but at the same time, it's like, oh... This isn't mutual. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something along those lines. Paris is finding new ways to be happy in her life. And I think it's a really good thing for her character. Mm-hmm. You know what I like about Paris and hmm. Rory? Is that, that the difference between Rory and Lane, where they are very much best friends, but like Paris and Rory kind of have a sisterly thing going. I agree. Yeah, there is, like, an unspoken, like, sisterhood kind of thing. Yeah, like, where I'm not afraid to be, like, we might get all fighty. Like, we might mm-hmm. fight. Yeah. You know, they might fight. Yeah. A little but bit. But they can... Bicker. Bicker yes. is a better word for it. But they can come back around. Yeah. And yeah. understand, like, both sides of it. And they're different, you know, kind of how sisters can be very different from each other, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does have, like, a sisterly vibe to it. Like, a feminist sisterly vibe, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Kind of both, you know, both who don't have siblings, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Completely. They both don't have siblings, right? Because, wait, does she have a sibling, Paris? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Yeah. I can't recall. Yeah. But either way, it's good to see that, like... They're forming a bond Mm -hmm. that is very different from what we get from Stars Hollow. Totally. We are at the dance marathon and they're approaching. Rory is basically sleepwalking. They meet with uh, Babette who checks them in and says they have to have a physical and then they can bring their permission slip in to get approved to join the marathon, which I... I guess that is smart. I would not have imagined like needing a physical beforehand, but I guess legality wise, not a bad idea. Mm -hmm. Rory says, all right, well, I'm going to go see Lane and check in with her. At that point, they run into uh, Suki, who says, I have a major problem and tells Lorelai that Jackson brought up having four and four, which is four kids in four years. And that she kind of said okay. And Lorelai's like, why would you say okay to that? And she's like, well, I do want kids, but four and four is kind of a lot. And Lorelai's like, that's four years without a cocktail. Mm -hmm. And that's what like puts it into perspective for her. (laughs) But she's like, I don't know. I can't tell him no. And she's like, you can't have a marriage a good marriage if you can't talk about the hard stuff. and That's uh, stuff you talk about before you get married. Yeah, <laughs> <Okay>. truly. <Anyways. laughs> yep, truly. For Suki, she's like, I don't know what how to approach this, but it needs to be dealt with today. She says she wants kids, but like maybe one, 
two if the first one is really quiet. Yeah. So now that we know that this is like Jackson's end goal, this plays a a large factor in the future of their marriage. Mm -hmm. It's kind of something that I think hangs over them without really being dealt with. Yeah. And it's that is a very hard thing. For me, it's like I would be having well an, a panic attack. Yes. Number one. And not just because the kid thing of having so many, of mm-hmm. course, that plays into it. But the fact that he is like, this is our plan and this is my body. Right. And I have to store them. Right. <laughs> and yeah. then pop them out. Right. And take care of them. Right. Because it, like, it's, it's usually more work on the mother. Oh, Come up. It, a thousand percent. What is she going to do about her career that whole four years? Yeah. Like, so it's just done. He, I think, yeah. I Without getting on a, a super high yeah, soapbox. Yeah. We don't need to, yeah. But I think uh, oftentimes people are, un- and I mean people because there are women too that are unaware of the toll that that can take on a person's body, mind. Yeah, you can get career. postpartum depression. Yeah, it's a lot. There's a lot that can happen. And to expect her to have four in four years is crazy. It's insane. <laughs> it is. I, I mean, I would be like, sir. No, no. I would, that would be That's why you talk about, you know. You, they should have talked about this before. I can't believe they got married and never talked about that. I, yeah, That's I am kind of surprised. But she's like, we've never had a fight before. It probably was just like, do you want kids? Yeah. Right. Do you yeah. want kids? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's that. That's it. That's where the conversation stopped. Mm-hmm. And it should have kept going. <laughs> it really should have kept going. So she says, I'm going to deal with that today. So great. They're going to deal with it at the dance marathon because where else are they going to be for the next 24 hours? Uh-huh. Like, yeah, let's talk this out in public. No. Yeah, but no. whatever. Okay. So we know there's going to be tension there. Me, I just like, sure, just be on birth control the whole time. Yeah. Uh-huh. But also we see like... That's terrible. That's terrible. I'm a terrible person. When he gets a vasectomy, he doesn't really. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there's a whole... That's a whole other issue yeah, that we, we will get to, to yeah. much later. Jackson's problematic. Uh-huh. Just a little bit. Yeah. I think um, people would excuse it by saying he's old-fashioned. Ugh. I'm sorry, fuck you. That's not, <laughs> that's, that's bad. It's maniacal. Yes. Uh-huh. Anyway, <laughs> off my soapbox. We cut to Rory and Lane. Lane is mixing up eggless egg salad. Gross. I love egg salad. I love egg salad too, but eggless? Well, it's like an egg replacer. Gross. What? No. Yeah, I don't know what it's made out of. Yeah. But, Yeah. It's probably um, like soy, I'm guessing. Yeah, probably, which is not great for you either. I'm looking no, up, I though. I love egg Eggless. Salad. What is it called? Like, just... Yeah, plant-based egg. I'm so curious. Make it. Make it for us right now. Go, go ahead. No, you can't just make it. It's oh, made out of what? water, mung bean protein, canola oil, yeah. and spices. So, there you go. Mung yeah. bean oil. All right. Anyway... <laughs> And she says that her mom added yellow food coloring to it to make it look more like eggs. Mrs. Kim is handing out these 
eggless egg salad salad sandwiches salad, salad. my little minnesotan <laughs> coming out oh i love some egg salad we do love the salads that aren't really salads i want some fruit salad now. oh yeah yum i just went southern i think Wait, a little i don't bit. know what i did maybe it's all right i can't even do a minnesota i'm sure but i don't want to talk about it just move on they decide to also not they mrs kim decides to also hand out pamphlets about how if you are dancing, you are dancing your way towards the devil. And that she got like this brand new color printer that can do a lot of things. And it's got flames on the cover and whatever. And Mrs. Kim comes in and she's like, oh, Rory, did you get a pamphlet? And she says, oh, yep, I did. And she's like, here, take one to your mother. <laughs> That's where that ends. Then we see they're getting called to go have their physical done. And Lorelai introduces themselves as Lorelai and Rory Gilmore. She starts to spell her name and the nurse goes, Lorelai Gilmore, that's an amputee and has alopecia and buck teeth. And And just had like a face altering car crash. Yeah. And she's like, I'm sorry, who are you talking to? And or who are you talking about? And she's like, you know, my husband told me. She's like, who's your husband? Oh, Stanley Applebaum. Yeah. Appleton. Appleton. Whatever. (laughs) Applebaum. (laughs) You know what made me think of that? This is off topic, but we're doing shots. No. Okay. Not not. I don't even know if that's a shot. I don't it could be. We should make it. We're going to. Um, one of my students came with pants on that had apples all over them. And she had like a furry jacket on. So then I was as she was going down the slide, I was singing Apple bottom pants, jacket with the fur. You would. Yeah. And she thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I was like, yeah, thank you. Uh, anyway, so she's like, uh, can we get somebody else to do our physical, please? And the lady just like stares at her like. Like Nurse Ratchet. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> like Nurse Ratchet. Man, that show is crazy. Stanley's wife is the nurse in charge. Why would he say all of that stuff? Did he think she was still not going to go through with the dance competition? Or what? Like he had I, to have this known. This woman seems abusive. <laughs> I mean. She probably had like a spoon in her hand or something or a belt. And yeah, something weird. He was weird. just saying anything. This man also seems like maybe he is not a great guy. No. <laughs> like, I mean, Stanley. he probably uses the excuse of being on the original cast of Riverdance to pick up women all the time. Because <laughs> he probably has like an Irish accent. Because I think they're originally from Ireland. Mm. That woman, man, <laughs> I don't know. Something's weird. That's like a total green card marriage. Mm-hmm. Like, he needed to marry someone so he could stay in the States. I have no idea, but it's scary. But now I feel like there's this whole backstory I need to know about. Like, what (laughs) is... How did they meet? He's not... He's never been in rubber dance. (laughs) Number one. No, I know. (laughs) I just wanted to leave the silence so people could be like, yeah. Yeah. How did they meet? But no one is doing that. They're They're going to be like, "Um, did this stop playing or what's going on? (laughs) So, yeah. So we're at the start of the dance competition. They still don't have their coffee yet. But we are entering now. Now is when everything starts. Mm Mm-hmm. 
All right. We are gearing up. There are three minutes left before the big dance competition starts. And the ladies wander over to Luke to get some coffee. And he's not ready yet. And Lorelai says, what do you mean you're not ready? 6 a.m. is coffee time. And he ends up pulling out a little thermos filled with coffee, which I'm assuming he made for them in the Mm -hmm. first place because it's Luke. As Rory starts drinking the coffee, uh, Taylor is going through all the rules. You have to be touching. If you need to take a break, every person has like a yellow card that they can then have someone step in for them only for a limited amount of time. Like if Elise and I were dancing and I needed to go to the bathroom, I could give Bryn the yellow card and he could step in for me and then I would come back. But if I never came back, you would be disqualified, Mm -hmm. basically. The competition begins. Everyone starts dancing. Apparently, everyone is trained in swing dancing in this town, (laughs) which is incredible. It looks like fun. They're having a good time. Kirk is really into it. And we notice that he is possibly being sponsored by Dozie's Market because the back of his vest says Dozie's Market on it in like um, chenille lettering. So not even just like marker. It's like very well done. So I am assuming because he wins a lot, Dozy sponsored him. Mm-hmm. So I love that when like uh, he has some words with Lorelai. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, walks away. And Lorelai's like, what's scarier? Regular Kirk or serious Kirk? <laughs> Yeah, and then Rory's like, I feel like I need to remind you that he has nothing in his life. He has no car, no career, no girlfriend. He lives with his mom, and she won't even give him a key. Mm -hmm. Lorelai's like, and what about it? Like, I'm still going to cremate this guy. Mm -hmm. So... I love to, like, in the beginning of this episode, Rory, um, when she's talking about why she just wants to go with Dean because mm-hmm. he's never seen the dance or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and she kind of recaps what happens, basically the whole thing. So we see the fight because he says she talks yeah, about the Yeah, the end couple. of this part. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And is it Andrew? It's Andrew. Yeah. That has a fight with his girlfriend um, because she tells him that she went on a date with Liam Neeson. <laughs> Like, how did you pull that? I don't know, but I'm I like... I want to go on a date with Liam Neeson. Now? Yeah. Or back then? Whenever. It's fine. I'm open. Free. <laughs> I'm free, Liam Neeson. I don't even know if he's married. I mean, he is. Remember, he did a whole movie about being married, and they took his kid. That's not real life, though. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. And she's like, I just thought it would be a... a I just thought I was going to be honest with you. And he's like, why would you tell me that? Why would you tell me that right now? Yeah. How can I compete with Liam Neeson? Yeah. You can't, sir. Right. No, you can't. Absolutely not. (laughs) And so that happens when Dean shows up. Mm -hmm. Because she's like, oh, my gosh, right on time. And um, he comes and watches. He says he's going to sit on the sidelines. And Lorelai calls him Spectator Ken, which is cute. Mm-hmm. I will say. Um, He's kin enough. He is kin enough. Yes. <laughs> um, but so we're kind of breaking this up into chunks because this is a long scene. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, right where we end, we see Jess and Shane coming in. Mm-hmm. Spice things up. Mm-hmm. As Jess and Shane are entering, Taylor is yelling into his megaphone, illegal people on the dance floor, security, security. And I'm like, who's going to be the security? <laughs> it's it's a town event. Like, well, anyway. <laughs> uh, Jess sits down and immediately makes eye contact with Rory and really just stares her down and rory is like immediately uncomfortable he then puts his arm around shane and keeps looking at rory and then he like pulls shane in and starts making out with her dean notices the eye contact happening between jess and rory and i'm sorry like if dean was already feeling insecure This absolutely would set me over the edge if I was him. And it does. Mm -hmm. But it's like, there is something unspoken going on here. Yeah. So what is it? And Rory's not even hiding it like she did before. Remember that episode where she was like trying to not let Dean notice Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. Jess came over or whatever. Yeah. But it's, this has been a slow burn. And I think Dean thought that it would pass, but there is clearly tension going on that has not passed. And so there's like this weird, awkward moment between the three of them where like two of them don't even know what's happening. Yeah. Basically. Shane's like completely unaware. (laughs) Yeah, true. So it's like between four people and three of them don't know that it's happening. Um. And so there's like this weird like energy now. And then suddenly Suki and Jackson like slow dance up to them. And Jackson's like, what do you think about my hair, Lorelai? And she's like, I don't know. It looks fine. And then the air horn goes off and we find out that it is now time for the runaround, which is where they run around the gym And, like, the last people to cross the finish line or something are automatically disqualified. So now they are proceeding to run around the gym. Jackson is yelling at Lorelai because he says, like, I didn't realize we were in a Mormon relationship and that when I married Suki, I also married you. And Suki's like, He's just mad at me and taking it out on you. She pulls out a yellow card because Jackson runs off. They both run off, which is not part of the rules. So now they are disqualified. Mm -hmm. And they're still running around. Kirk is like running behind Lorelai. And she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm drifting on you or whatever. And it's like, oh, my God, Kirk. Okay, whatever. And they're running, running, running. Rory says, I hate you. Then the air horn happens again. Now they have a 10 minute break. Mm -hmm. They're both passed out on the ground. And Lorelai says she needs to go find Suki and Jackson. And Rory is going to go get them sandwiches. So now that we have this like 10 minute break, emotions are running high. People are tired. And things are happening. And honestly, like 
exhaustion makes you do very weird things. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to start to see this kind of play into everything else going on. On the break now, Jess is going to get an egg salad, eggless egg salad sandwich. And he is definitely there to question Lane about why Rory is not dancing with Dean and is there trouble in paradise? And Lane's like, nothing is wrong with them. She is just dancing with her mom. Well, then Dean and Rory come in and there's like this back and forth between them where it's basically just Jess and Rory like angrily flirting at each other. And Dean is standing there watching it happen. And I think he's starting to pick up on like, this is all an act. Mm -hmm. And there's definitely something more going on here. But I just have to stand and watch it happen, basically. Yeah. (laughs) It's really uncomfortable. Um, In the middle of their arguing, she says, why did you come here to just like stare at me the whole time? And he's like, well, how do you know I'm staring at you? And she goes, I can't help where my glance goes when I'm staring. But if I am staring, I'm staring at my boyfriend, Dean. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, man. Like, she has to force herself to stare at you. That's that really stinks or whatever. And just like really trying to like get under everybody's skin. And Dean's like, I wouldn't if I were you, I wouldn't direct any comments towards me. Right. Or whatever he says. Yeah. And then the next time he tries to bait him, he's like, my last comment still stands. Mm -hmm. And he's getting frustrated. Um, Rightfully so, because Dean is being a jackass. But Rory's not being great either. Um, Shane comes in. You mean Jess is being a jackass? Yeah. Did I say Dean? Yeah. Oh, no, I meant Jess. (laughs) Jess is being a jackass. Um, So Shane comes in and she's like, I've been out there for 20 minutes. And he's like, the break's only 10 minutes. And she's like, it's just an expression. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> what are you I say talking that, about? Yeah, I say that all the time, Shane. Yeah. Um, poor girl. No, and, she's, she's exaggerating, but you know, right. we've all done it. Yeah, completely. And she's like, oh, I'm so hungry. And Rory's like, um, the food is for the dancers. And she's like, who are you, Bobby Brady? Get a life. Yeah. Love Shane. I know. She's great. Her weird pigtails. What are you doing, girl? I know. Have you seen that thing on TikTok where waitresses say that they make more tips if they wear their hair yep. in pigtails? Yeah. That's Sick. disgusting. Sick. Anyway. Um, so Jess hands her a sandwich and then he puts his arm around her, which then tells Rory, okay, I need to put my arm around Dean. And Dean rejects it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, just get your stuff and let's go. And you're like, mm-hmm. This what is... does Jess say? What does he say? He I goes, can't remember. He goes, yeah, why don't you just, now why don't you tell her to go in the kitchen and make her use some food? Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then he does like this thing with his arms where he's like, oh, I want to punch him, whatever. <laughs> and she grabs their sandwiches and they leave. And as the minute they are around the corner, 
Jess takes his hand off of Shane, mm-hmm. his arm. And I think she's starting to kind of piece something together finally. <laughs> yeah. Because she's like, uh, what? she has this confused look on her face. Yeah. And it's kind of at this moment where we see something is going to transpire between Dean and Rory at some point this evening mm-hmm. or this day, I guess. And I think for something to happen, like everything has to be falling apart. And there has to be this big, this is the one episode that I feel like has like a big climactic moment. And I don't think a lot of them have that. And so I think that's why, like we said at the beginning, this is a very standout Mm -hmm. episode. As far as, like, writing style goes. Totally. Yeah. So, we know things are kind of weird with Dean and Rory. And now, even more so, because I think Dean is on to Rory. But now, also, Shane is catching on to Jess. So, there's, like, a lot of weirdness flowing. A lot of weirdness flowing. The stakes just aren't as high for Shane. No. As they are for Dean, but... Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Rory and Jess and Dean and Shane have their whole thing happening, and while that's happening, Lorelai is trying to get coffee from Luke, and Jackson approaches them and says, like, I have a bone to pick with you. The amount of children I want to have in so many years is none of your business. And it comes out that Suki said... Lorelai told me that four kids in four years is crazy. And that's why they're arguing. And Luke is standing there and he goes, four and four? What is that? And when they explain what it is, he's like, that is crazy. One kid in four years is crazy. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, Luke, if only you knew that you have a child out there. (laughs) But whatever. Um, So... They're kind of all arguing. Jackson loses it and basically says, I guess I need to ask everybody's permission before I do something. Like, can I leave the competition? Let me ask that guy in the corner that I've never seen before. And he starts yelling at this man. And then he runs off and Suki's like, I'm so sorry. And then she runs off after him. Rory comes back with their sandwiches. The air horn goes off. It's time to start dancing. So they're going to be dancing and eating eggless egg salad sandwiches. And I don't think that's a sandwich I would want to eat that close to another person. But, you know. (laughs) Well, yeah. And it's like, and why you're dancing. Right. It's going to fall all over the floor. Yeah. it's Or on your pretty dress. It's just gross. So now the competition is back on. Things are awkward and uncomfortable. And uh, here we go. All right. The ladies are dwindling to put it softly and uh as they're kind of like very half-ass dancing i guess would be the phrase they're kind of like waddling in place because they're both like so exhausted lorelei's heel breaks on her shoe and she has to pull her emergency card so she can get it fixed and rory's like no if you Leave me here. I'm going to fall over. I can't stand up on my own because I'm so tired. 
So Lorelai calls Dean over to take her place. He comes over and is slow dancing with Rory and he says, oh, this isn't so bad. And it pans over to Jess, who is just staring at them while Shane is like passed out on the bench. Then we shift to Lorelai running over to Luke and saying, I need you to fix my shoe. I have 10 minutes. He goes, I think I have some glue in the shop. He goes off and then we're with Suki and Suki apologizes to Lorelai, says that her and Jackson talked things out and he wants whatever I want. And she goes, so now I need you to tell me what I want. And Lorelai is like, no, I am staying so far away from that conversation. I want nothing to do with it, Uh, which is very great. And Suki's like, but you're my best friend. And she goes, I'm not getting involved in that. She goes, just take your time. And that's kind of where that. I like how she said, because like Jackson would kill her. Yeah. And he then... would... <laughs> they would never find the body, but the squash would be especially chatty Daddy. that year. Yeah. <laughs> so amazing. And I'm like, how does she think of that stuff so quickly? Like, absolutely. I just think you of don't like, want to trust a gardener. It's like chatty squash, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just being like Lorelai. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so funny. Great one-liner for sure. She walks off. Luke comes back like very quickly and starts putting her shoe back together. And they have this moment where they both sit down on the bench and he goes, you know, I was, I didn't mean what I said earlier about kids. Like if I found the right person, I would talk about having kids with them. It would be a discussion. Okay. Why are you telling me this, Luke? Mm Mm-hmm. And Lorelai kind of just sits there and she's like, you don't have to have kids or want kids, Luke. That's okay. And he goes, no, I think like if the right person came along, Mm -hmm. I would, I could be, you know, persuaded, whatever. And then he goes, what do you think? Do you think about having another kid? And she's like, well, it wouldn't be as fun without like biology finals and stuff. But yeah, I, I thought about it. And then there's like this quiet moment between the two of them and her eyes just like sparkle where she just looks at him and she's like seeing something she hasn't seen before, kind of, if that makes sense. Like Mm -hmm. she's really like looking at him for the first time in that way. Like in a more serious way. Yeah, like just like a you're talking to me about something really personal and we haven't talked about mm-hmm. stuff like this before. Well, it's just like how he's approaching it. Mm-hmm. And well, how she's approaching it, too, is very much like saying it without saying it. Right. Like her being like, I'm okay if you don't want to have kids. Right. And he's like, I'm okay if you want to have kids. <laughs> right. Basically. And it's like, this goes back to what we were saying before. That is something you talk about before you get married. Yeah. That is something that comes up, that should come up in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think Luke was like, oh, no, did I hurt my chances earlier by saying I don't want kids? Yeah, exactly. He he was overthinking it. mm -hmm. So he's like, now I need to backtrack and be like, no, I do want kids. Uh, Do you want kids? (laughs) You know, like he's putting out the feelers like we're getting somewhere now. Mm -hmm. And I think she's starting to see that, like, they could be on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. 
we have a little short scene with Lane now where she is uh, standing, sitting, dreaming with the egg salad sandwiches and someone comes up and asks for a sandwich and it's Dave Rogowski. He came. Uh, he makes a reference to Blue Velvet. He calls the evening very Blue Velvet. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea what that means. So I <laughs> need to be informed shortly what that is. But uh, he then is bombarded by Mrs. Kim, who asks who he is. And uh, he said, oh, I was just, you know, standing out there and I heard something about these great sandwiches. May I? And he has one. He's like, that's excellent. And could I have another one for the road? And he's like, oh, you know, are you still going to be here in like a half hour? Because my parents have their private Bible study, but they should really come try these sandwiches. And Mrs. Kim says, no, after 20 minutes, this the bread won't be good and you'll chip a tooth. And he like comes up with this plan of saying, okay, well, if I don't come back in 20 minutes, then I'll be standing on the church steps at 30 minutes to wait for my mother and father to get out of their Bible study. And it sets up this plan for Lane to meet him there in 30 minutes, which is genius because Mrs. Kim totally falls for it. And starts stirring the egg salad after he leaves and says, I hope he comes back. He seemed hungry. And I love that he is really starting to kind of play the game with Lane Mm -hmm. because no one else did that before. They just played along. But now he's like, no, if I want to see her, this is how I have to play, play it. Mm hmm. And not in a million years would he get to be with Lane, I think, which we can discuss later. But I think for her, she's like, oh, my gosh, he is like actually making an effort to spend time with me and trying to figure out how we can spend time together. Yeah, he actually does really like me. It's not like he's going to be bored now. Right, because he says, like, I've been thinking about you. I can't stop thinking about you. And it just, I just love it for Lane. Mm -hmm. I love it for that girl. And Paris. They both found (laughs) someone. Um, But now we are building up to the moment. This is like our 23, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because I think it said, what did it say? I think it's a 23. Yeah, 23 hours. So it's down to the last hour and Lorelai still isn't back yet. All right. Dean and Rory are dancing and Jess is sitting there reading his book and Shane's like, asleep basically and she's like I'm bored and then they start making out and Rory kind of loses it and she's like why is he here why is he staring here or why is he staying here why is he staring at us like going on and on and on and kind of projecting like this jealousy thing and Dean is starting to show that he has had enough 
and Jess says, like, why, why are you talking about us? And why are you talking about Shane? And she kind of goes off and says, you know, you're not participating. So why don't you just leave? And Shane's like, okay, we will. And Jess is like, no, we're not leaving. I'm going to stay here and I'm going to watch the dance marathon. And if that bothers you, then why don't you look at your boyfriend? And at that point, Dean says, I'm out. You don't have to worry about me anymore. Like, I can tell I've been an idiot this entire time. Everybody knows that you two are, like, in secretly, like, involved or not secretly involved, but you know what I mean. Like, secretly have feelings for each other. It's so obvious and Shane should be listening because at this point, who doesn't know? Mm-hmm. That the two of you have feelings for each other. So there you go. I'm not going to stand in your way. I'm out of here. And as he's saying this, Jess's like whole body language shifts. And he's like, I won. I won. I won. Yeah. And it's kind of like, okay, what's her next move? Mm-hmm. What is she going to do? And she just ends up sitting there or standing there like... I can't believe this just happened. And she walks off. So that has happened now in front of everybody. Fortunately, most people are like passed out asleep. So I don't think they're like fully aware of what's happening. Mm -hmm. But as she walks off, Taylor says, you know, you're out, whatever. So she gets them disqualified at this point. And kind of walks off. And we have no idea what she's thinking, feeling, etc. So let's get to that. And then we can kind of further dissect at the end. Okay. I almost just like spiraled without actually recording. (laughs) (laughs) But we now are with Rory. She's sitting on the bridge. I'm pretty sure the bridge that they sat on. For a tisket a tasket. Mm, it is, yeah. And uh, Dean, or excuse me, Jess, comes up to Rory and he's like, Dean is a jerk. He shouldn't have done that in front of all those people. And Rory's like, he's not a jerk. Everything he said is true. And she's like, isn't it? And Jess doesn't really say anything. And she's like, well, fine. It's true for me, I guess. So you can go away. And Jess is like, no, it's, it's true. Like everything he said and she's like okay well now what do we do and he's like are you really gonna be broken up with dean she says yeah we're broken up and he goes all right then i have to go take care of something and he leaves Mm -hmm. and elise goes that is the hottest (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like it gives off like vibes of like is he gonna murder shane (laughs) Like this, I have to take care of something. You've been watching too much Sopranos. I know, seriously. Because <laughs> I'm like, uh, that's a weird way to phrase that. <laughs> but okay. Um, I do want to say, I think it is respectable of Jess that he doesn't like immediately make out with Rory. He really does break things off with Shane before anything happens between him and Rory. Mm-hmm. Which it's not saying a lot because like they were basically eye fucking each other 
like the and entire he was using time. Shane and yeah, right. It's like not. He's really terrible. Yeah, it's not giving him a lot of credit, but still, he's he wants to start this off like on the right foot. Yeah, I think. Yeah, like putting all of the other crap aside that they did. This is something he's like. Okay, I need this to go well. Mm-hmm. And I think for Rory. I understand, like, she's probably very excited about it all, but I also feel like they need to really just get to know each other. Like, Mm -hmm. let's not just, like, jump in right away. But I think they're like, well, we're already at a point where we want to see each other anyway, so let's go for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they go for it. I mean... Mm -hmm. I don't want to miss the fact, though, real quick, how awful Rory was to Shane. Oh, a thousand percent. During that, before um, when Dean, before Dean breaks up with her. Oh, yeah. Where when she, she says like, she's like a disgrace to, to women like, everywhere. Yes. Yeah. Well, it was and just pathetic. It's not Shane's fault at all. Yeah. Like, Shane was a pawn in that whole situation. And it's really unfair to her. And I think this just follows that. And we've talked about this before. But, like, this show is not a show of women for women. Yeah. Like, it's it's always competition. There's always going to be somebody better or what in this show, at it's least. It's like Rory and Lorelai have the main character syndrome. Yes. I'm always the most important. Right. And other women are just... Unless they're On serving the me as, like, my category as a best friend or whatever. Right. To further my narrative. Right. <clears throat> like, everyone is a sidekick. Yeah. And. I've met real people like that in real life. Absolutely. Absolutely. We all have. Yeah. And so. it's it's not fun. And I feel for this girl because it's like, what did I do to deserve to be treated like this? A by you're, her. You're being an asshole, number one. Right. In all in all respects, lady. And <laughs> oh no, I'm talking about Shane. No, I know. Oh, okay. Like for if I was Shane, I'd be like, You're the one. Oh, yes. To yes, Rory. Totally. I'm not doing anything. No. And she's like, I didn't even know that this was happening around <laughs> me. Like I've she had been no clue. In my own world. Right. I, I would have loved I was the main character. <laughs> Yeah, I would have loved if she would have been like, I want my bra back. <laughs> we also got to discuss that later. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, uh, yeah, what's up with that? So I don't know. It's it's weird. And I I feel for Dean, too. And I usually like I hate yeah. Dean as a character. And like, I probably would have done the same exact thing as him, though. Because I you would have done hit... it in front of everyone. I think it would have gotten to a point where I would have been like, "This has got to stop." I I don't I know if I would have done it yelled. like on the dance floor. I think I would have been like, "We need to talk." I would have been like, "We're we're not together, and we can talk about it later if you ever get the chance to talk about this because you seem a little preoccupied right now." Right. Yeah. Yeah, it does give off, like, I want to show everyone uh-huh. that you've mistreated yeah. me. Yeah, 
it's like a power move and not mm-hmm. a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Not to not to blame Gene because no, know, it really sucks what happened. And I think he just like got caught up in yeah. in what happened. And he's and tired. In the moment. <laughs> yeah. 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 Totally. I yeah I feel for him. This is like a really shitty situation to be stuck in, but maybe he'll feel like some peace now. And he doesn't have to worry about it. You know? I gotta go go take care of something. Yeah. (laughs) He's gotta go take care of something, too. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. We are back at the dance marathon. And there's two couples left. It's Kirk and his dance partner. And then these two couples that I feel like... I get vibes that they've been in other Kenny Ortega things. Because the woman looks really familiar to me. So I'm wondering if they were like professional dancers that he knew or something. And uh, the woman ends up like passing out from sleep, which means Kirk wins and they can't wake up Taylor. Miss Patty sounds the alarm. And then Lorelai comes running up like, I did the yellow card. Where's Rory? And where have you been, lady? Yeah. Like it's been way longer than 10 (laughs) minutes. And uh at that point, Kirk starts running around with the statue or the trophy. And Lorelai and Rory are left in the middle of the dance floor. Rory is crying and Lorelai is hugging her. And that's where it ends with Kirk running around them to the Rocky theme. That's it. Mm-hmm. So, uh... And, like, Rory is just crying in front of everyone. Embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, is that less embarrassing than being broken up with in public? <laughs> both. Both are embarrassing. Yeah. Why double I down? wouldn't even go back to the dance. I would go home. Yeah. Like after the bridge? I'm sure you just want to go to her mom, but I would be like, mom, we have to leave. Not just cry in front of everyone. Yeah. No. I think it's, uh, I, I, yeah. And she seemed happy. The last time she saw Jess a little bit, too. I know. It's kind of like maybe she was like on this adrenaline rush. And now that it's like coming down, she's like, oh, yeah, I really hurt somebody Mm -hmm. to get to where I am now. Yeah. She's realizing she sucks as a person. I mean, this is kind of the start of her like realizing that. She's got, like, a little bit of a naughty streak. Yeah. And um, the Rory who doesn't give a shit is the best version of Rory. I love it. I, <laughs> I know. I a lot know. of people hate it. A lot of people hate it. I am, like, all Buckle up, it. people, because we love it. <laughs> and I think it's great. And I think it's important that characters have bad qualities, too. Yeah, and women... It can't just, well, yeah, we, I've already done this a million times. I'm not going to go around it again. How guys can always be bad characters. Right. And but be lovable. women can't. And uh, we know that bad women are lovable because we love Paris. Mm-hmm. And she's, a baddie. she's great. She's a total baddie. So that is the episode. Let's go into our town hall. Sure. And kind of dissect a little bit further. Okay. We call this town meeting to order. All right. 
town meeting. Let's talk about the writing and directing before we get into everything else. Mm. So what are your thoughts? I guess writing wise, it's an Amy Sherman Palladino episode. So in my mind, it's like, do we need to talk about it? I mean, a little bit. I think it. we all know it's excellent. Like, story-wise, great. Yeah. Timeline, not true so great i think it's it's <laughs> kind of funny because this show really gets away with the timeline or like the amount of time things take like they're like oh the audience just loves the show so they're not going to pay attention if luke is back in 10 seconds with glue yeah when and he like, has to like cross the street and like dave Grossi coming or Grossi coming at like 5 a.m to, yeah, and his parents sandwiches. are at the Bible study, right, at church that early, right. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> make sense, but it's fine. I mean, you know, yeah, it's fine. I think I kind of get the feeling that Amy Sherman Palladino is the kind of person who has like these really great, big, expansive ideas, and then writes them all down. And is like, all right, that's good. And doesn't, like, break down the actual, like, schedule of the day. She doesn't get caught up in technicalities. And I feel like even if she were to notice it, she'd be like, that's fine. I don't care. Yeah. You know, like, like, the audience will just go with it. Yeah. And if people do notice, like, then they're not really enjoying the show. Yeah. Which we would not be doing a podcast about this show if we didn't (laughs) enjoy it. Truly. But... Um, inconsistencies are important to point out too. Yeah. I mean, I really am not affected by it all. No, no. But I think it goes to say like, she's the creator Mm -hmm. and there are still inconsistencies Mm -hmm. in like the pacing and the timing of the episodes. But it's a genius. I mean, it's a genius episode. It's great. I think that Kenny Ortega does such a great job with these like dancing, like, episodic moments between them Mm -hmm. and really making it like when it's Luke and Lorelai, you feel like it's just the two of them like in the room, Mm -hmm. but really they're surrounded by all of these other people going through stuff and having this like kind of intimate conversation. And even like the Jess and Dean and, and Rory situation, like the tension builds very naturally, I think. It's mm-hmm. not like a immediate blow up thing. It kind of slowly builds. And I don't think that has anything to do with the writing. Because I think with the directing, the way he's showing this like back and forth between the two characters is what builds the tension. Mm-hmm. And like... And recaps their relation, like recaps of what has been going on since we've met Jess. Right. <clears throat> yeah. You know, like he's doing all, he's just doing all the stuff that he's done since day one, but all just sitting there watching Rory, mm-hmm. like reading a book and making out with Shane and staring mm-hmm. at her and yeah, getting under her skin. Yeah. You can feel it like so, creeping under her skin the yeah. whole time. He was like very good at summing that up yeah with absolutely nothing, really, basically yeah totally because he hadn't directed an episode before this Mm-mm. so he's coming into this like 
you know, brand new? How do I show this like epic moment? How do we get to the motivation for Dean to blow up like that? Mm-hmm. For me, it feels like, and he's, you know, worked with um, Amy on Bunheads too. Right. So I wonder if he was a fan of the show, you know, because like, you know what I mean? I'm sure. And like also knew Amy a little bit better. Yeah. So mm-hmm. probably maybe took the the time to really know these characters and yeah. what's going on. Because totally. I really feel like, and you know, Amy was probably there on set a lot. It was the one that right. she wrote too. So. Right. Yeah. I think it's just a great natural build. And uh-huh. I think that has everything to do with the direction. And there was also this part in um, the very beginning when they're at Emily's house. And I also like that we got to be at Emily's. We got to be almost everywhere. Yeah, we Maybe really we were. Shelton and Yep. Um, although were we ever in... Yeah, we were in Lorelai's house. But, um, sorry. No, that's Sidetracked. Fine. At Emily's house, when Lorelai takes the phone call with Stanley, I love the picture behind her. Yes! The it's painting. like the long shot and you see the family photo. Well, no, not the family photo. There's a painting of this woman in a pink dress. It's oh. like a, it's like from the 1700s. Okay. And she's like falling on the floor and a man's like trying to pick her up. Like underneath her arms. Which I is thought very you were... foreshadowing of the dance marathon. Totally. I thought you were referring to the family photo. That no, was that's like there, directly yeah. behind Emily. Yeah. Um, no, this is like the other room where uh, okay. Lorelai goes to take the phone call. I'll have to go look back and look at that because that's really I tried to look up like who the painter was. I could not. I was just like typing in woman in old dress. Painting. <laughs> With man picking her up. <laughs> nothing, yeah. Nothing popped up for me. Well. If anyone knows, let us know. Yeah, please. Because I would love to know. I want that painting. Yeah. I want to check it out. Okay. So loved Kenny Ortega. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to have him back. He does eight episodes, I think you said. Uh, Twelve. Twelve. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, one of many. Here we go. Mm-hmm. I think the next one is um, next one is deep fried Korean Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, let's go into our trivia. Trivia, sure. You said you had some good I, trivia questions I do. this week. I do, I do. All right. Some of these, a lot of them are for some reason from one episode okay. in particular. Oh, no. And it's the the Yale football game one. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. But first off, how did Asher die? He had a heart attack. Uh, yeah. But, okay. Yes. But. Did he have but, like a. But, but like where? I mean, sorry. Oh. What was he I, doing? I don't remember. I know that there was a comment like Rory insinuated, like, did he die during sex? And Rory was and Paris says, like, no, I did not, like, kill him with my kill vagina. Kill him with my vagina. Yeah. <laughs> it was during um, Shakespeare class. Okay. In which okay. class, in which Shakespeare play do you think he was teaching? Um, Hamlet. Midsummer. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, what is the name of the night manager Michelle hates? Oh my god, I don't know. But he's so funny. Yeah. And like really gives Michelle a hard time. I don't remember. Tobin. Tobin. 
Okay. Tobin. Okay, now here's a, um, a, the Yale, some of the Yale questions. Okay. What color is Lorelai wearing when Rory and Lorelai go to the Yale game? She's wearing Harvard colors. Maroon or red. What color does Emily say it is? Crimson? Yes. Nice. Nice. <laughs> what is the first name of the very first Yale um, mascot? Oh, my God. The little bulldog guy. Yeah. I don't know. Petey? Dan. Dan. Okay. Who wrote the Eli Yale song, Richard Sings? Oh, my. I have no idea. Cole Porter. Cole Porter. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. all. That's all I have. Is I don't that know. The... I got really going with that. I just, I pulled up a different episode. I wonder if that stuff I... is all true. I don't know. It has to be, right? Like, why would they make up fake Yale facts? Now I got to look. <laughs> now I'm curious. Okay, I'm going to look that up later. Okay. Right. Pop culture. Sure. Let me pull out my uh, notes here. Mine was, am I first this week or are you first? I don't know. It doesn't matter. You can go first. Okay, so um, I know I already informed all of you about Riverdance, but that was not my pop culture reference. Mine was the time warp. Okay. So she makes like a reference to them doing the time warp, Um. which is a song from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, And it was featured in 1973. They did end up doing like a live version on TV that was okay um and it is an example of parody and the dance song genre where it like tells you it's just a jump to the left and then a step to the right if you don't know this song i would be very surprised (laughs) but um it's very like campy i would say Mm -hmm. um so it's the fifth song in the original stage show but it's actually the fourth song in the film. Um, they continue to use it in like, so the stage productions of it use it in that like original placement until Richard O'Brien decided to change it. And then he moved it to match the film. So like he liked how the film did it better. And I've never heard of that before. So I was like, well, that's kind of interesting. Um and on the charts, the highest it ever went was um, for the Australian, the original Australian cast recording. It only like peaked at 85 on the charts. But um, for the movie, the movie peaked at number three in Australia, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, in the U.S., it got up to 29 for the charts, which I thought that's pretty high for considering, like, that show was very questionable at the time. Um, super campy. Cult like, classic. It's a cult classic. I mean, I know here in Minnesota, like, once a month they do, like, the double feature where, like, people act it out mm-hmm. in front of the actual movie and you yell things. And um, I went to it when I was in high school a few times And the first time you go, they ask, like, is it your first time? And if it is, they put a big V on your forehead for virgin. 
And then you have to like go up in like front of everybody and be like shamed for being a virgin. Oh. Um, so that's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) And I've never um, been. You've never been? Mm Mm-mm. It's an experience. Yeah. Um, I would say if you have never seen a double feature of it, it is something like very campy to do. But I would also argue that the people that are really into it are people I normally do not associate <laughs> with. And that's, I think that's me- why I never win. Yeah, probably. Um, it would quite possibly be a nightmare for me to go now. <laughs> And probably the same for you. So we should go like, now. Now I feel like we have to go. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be so blue velvet of us. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I need to know what this is. <laughs> so I knew like when I was looking up the references from this episode, I saw that blue velvet was a David Lynch movie. <laughs> and I was like, that has to be Elise's reference because yes. you love everything. And this is the second time they made a David Lynch reference, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because she makes one on the road trip to Harvard, yep. I think. Yeah. She's like, it's just too David Lynch. Yeah. Okay. Can't be so, gypsies, tramps, and thieves. Tell me, what is Blue Velvet? Go. Okay. Blue Velvet is a 1986 neo-noir mystery thriller directed by David Lynch, blending psychological horror with film noir. The film stars Kyle MacLachlan, Isabella Rossellini, Dennis Harper, Dennis Hopper, and Laura Dern, and is named after the 1951 song of the same name. Blue Velvet. Oh, okay. You know, uh, the film is about a college student, Kyle McLaughlin, who returns home to visit his ill father and makes a grisly discovery in a field. This really this leads him to uncover a vast criminal conspiracy, and he ends up into a relationship with a troubled lounge singer, which is Isabella Re- Lu- Isabella Rosalini. Okay. So you might be like, what? Because Dave. Is, you know, he says that he wanted to come to this dance song. Yeah. Because it seemed very, like, Blue, Blue Velvet. Velvet. Yeah. But Blue Velvet for, it's kind of like Twin Peaks, where it's kind of like this idyllic town, much like Star Wars sure. Hollow. Okay. And underneath it all, kind of, if you go deep and underneath the surface, there's a lot of, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? seediness got it got it and weirdness because david lynch is always very weird yeah with his um style it is very noir okay i think that's what he's trying to dave is trying to relay okay yeah how did it like perform well um it's you know david lynch (laughs) right yeah that's why i'm like if he gets divided um people like say it's a masterpiece or people are like what the hell did i just watch yeah um here it says the film uh initially received a divided response from critics and many stated that it was so explicit um with sexual stuff that they felt it was a little unnecessary artistically got it People who are not ahead of their time. Sure. I think. So do you think that's even a reference that Lane would have understood? Yes. I think Lane is cool as hell. Well, I mean, yeah, I think she's cool as hell. But, like, where would she have watched that? At Rory's house? Probably. Okay. Because I'm like... She knows so much about, like... If she likes Tom Waits, you like David Lynch. Yeah, that's, that's fair. 
I don't know. I feel like she knows. Yeah, no, I feel like I'm just like, where would she have seen it? Yeah. So it would have to be at Rory's house. I can't imagine her watching that at her her, own house. Maybe she has a TV plugged in her secret closet. Closet. Could be. Yeah. No, I think uh, I love those little, like, Easter eggs of, like, this is something... I had never heard of. Like, I didn't watch David Lynch until, like, this last year. Did you ever see Elephant Man, though? No. Okay. No. I watched... It's so funny. I didn't even know, you know... Oh, wait. Maybe I watched that in school. Yeah. I mean, I watched that movie all the time as a kid. I didn't even know that was David Lynch. I'm going to have to look that up. Because I know I read about Elephant Man in high school. But I don't know if I saw the movie. But, I'm trying to remember. I've, I'm, that movie made, made me cry all the time. Well, that's a really sad story. <laughs> I mean, truly. I'm a cancer side. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. As a child, I was like, I love this. It's so depressing. Oh, my God. So, all right. So, we got the time warp. We've got blue velvet. Yes. I love it. We both had movies. I always both, have a movie. Yeah, true. <laughs> Mine's always going to be a movie, probably. And, like, campy choices. Mm-hmm. Like, David Lynch, I feel like, is very campy. And Richard O'Brien can yeah. be very campy, too. Well, he is camp. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's yeah. it. I do have something I do want to bring up about last episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. So you posted that TikTok yeah. about the bra, and then someone <gasps> yes. made the brilliant comment, which I do think is correct. Okay, I'm looking. I'm going to read that comment word for word so we get it right. So because let me... I was like, oh, that's it. I'm a dumbass. No, I don't think so. I think that was I like think... a good way to look at it. Okay, so um, one person commented and said I always thought that Rory was joking and there was never a bra back there and I said we never considered that we thought for sure that there was one back there because he makes a like a damn face when she walks away and she goes I thought he made that face because he fell for her joke yeah yeah. like a made you look kind of thing 100% and I was like oh my gosh totally (laughs) that's it yeah I was like no way that is genius. We were overthinking it. I think so. But you know what? That's fine. <laughs> we're allowed to overthink. Okay? Yes. So, um, yeah. Think, I yeah, love that. I just wanted to bring that up. I think that was all I, I wanted to bring up now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. No, I think that's like a fun way to, to look at it. Because that's why we do this. To like break stuff apart mm-hmm. and like, like talk about I like it. it. People comment, please. I know it's fun. I agree. <laughs> Where we lead, you can follow us at underscore growing up Gilmore underscore on all major social media platforms linked in the description below. That's all we have for you today, everyone. Next week, we will be back with season three, episode eight. Let the games begin. And remember, life's short. Talk fast. Bye, everyone. Bye. Two, three. Boy, the la-las. Just kidding.